video games, 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 video games. It's February 24th, 2010, and this is the Idle Thumbs Podcast, Episode 2. And I'm Chris Remo. I'm Steve Gaynor. And I'm Jake Rodkin. Awesome. I know it is. This is number two. This is our second ever podcast. Yeah. Welcome to the Idle Thumbs Podcast. Hey, thanks, Steve. Mm Mm-hmm. Episode two. Welcome yourself. I appreciate that. I feel very welcome. (laughs) So a lot of stuff happened in the last week. Yeah, I think that's true. We played a lot of video games. Mm -hmm. It's been more than a week, really. That's true. You're right. It's been about two weeks, maybe, by the time people hear this, probably. But one thing I'm excited about, and one thing Nick Brecken would be excited about if he were still with us. And I'm Nick Brecken. There you go. (laughs) Is Civilization V was announced. Oh, it's the fifth one. Five. Yeah. Maybe Maybe it'll do that in that video. (laughs) That would be sweet. Civilization. A little slightly different. Five. Aesthetic. Yeah. As yeah, that the that sort of nice classy Art Deco logo comes up, yeah, and right. Then a big <laughs> just slaps butcher knife slashes. slaps blood over the top. <laughs> five. Whoa! <laughs> Civilization Five is survival it's not horror. Your daddy's yeah. Sid Meier. <laughs> My daddy what? didn't it's have not a Sid Meier. Yes. <laughs> what? It's the worst uh, marketing campaign. Your dad have. was friends with they have Sid Meier. Sid Meier in like a bloody butcher smock. Then he killed him. Standing in a bathtub filled with blood up to his ankles, <laughs> yeah. up to his knees, up to his ankles. It's very, very filled up with steaks. Like <laughs> exactly bloody steaks. And then Human he's holding steaks. a CD-ROM that says "video game" on it. <laughs> <laughs> Done. <laughs> Uh, so that was an amazing rollout by 2K for the Civ 5 I know, marketing campaign. I know, I was very surprised. Yeah. I hadn't uh, even heard of Civ 5, and then I saw that ad in the magazine. <laughs> it said, oh, fuck, Civilization 5. Yeah, I saw it, I saw it in, uh, okay, like, no GamePro magazine, like, May 1991. <laughs> uh, yeah. Right after the Splatterhouse 2 review. Yeah, they, yeah, they, they, they sold that page to Take-Two. Uh, with the promise that it would be next to that Splatterhouse <laughs> review so that, you know, they'd catch the same audience. Yeah, it's called Synergy. <laughs> Thanks, Steve. If you knew more about marketing, I wouldn't have had to tell you that. Yeah, I, that's true. Yeah. I hear it has a, hex, a hexagonal yeah. grid-based oh, yeah. grid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be right back. Video games. Can't wait to get your hands on that meatball and onion. <laughs> I constructed the perfect pizza. Think about it. Yeah, it wants to come out back outside of you again. <laughs> through some way or another, it will try its best to escape. What are you saying? I'm saying that meatball and onions combined will form a gaseous mixture. You're a horrible pizza saboteur, apparently. Video <laughs> So what did you think about Civ Five, Chris? Having played it. <laughs> what, are you, what are your thoughts? Uh, I'm super stoked about it. Uh, super stoked. Super stoked. Super I'm stoked super about stoked. it. Yeah. It was surprising. 2K <laughs> sent this whole team over to the office. Oh, really? The super soakers. Yeah. Oh, that's what those guys were doing. Yeah. They were on like a op. I saw them getting in the van in the parking <laughs> yeah. lot. It said Civilization Five on the super yeah, yeah. soakers. That's how you and knew. And then, you know, I was super soaked after that. So. This is the worst. Yeah. It's not. It's good. That's true. No, but I, I also really liked what I saw of it. Um, I saw like three screenshots. Yeah. 
but that they what re- you saw of it as well? Yeah, but they revealed a lot. I mean, if you're interested in civilization, they revealed they that it had hex tiles. They revealed that it had hex tiles, and stuff they said uh, suggests, well, not suggests, uh, says outright that it will have ranged bombardment, which a civilization game has never had. So, oh, you can fire ranged over units can fire, yeah, across more than one tiles. space, which has never been the case. It's always don't, been don't those adjacent. generally like depict like hundreds of miles though, or many miles. The scale in Civ is very loose. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't, it, there's no hard scale at all. It's very, yeah. very abstract. Um, but it works well with the game. So it's a unit. Yeah. Hmm. But, uh, but it takes like, it takes like a dude, like a caveman, like 50 years to cross one tile. Yeah. I'm just saying. I don't know. It's, it's far. Right. The, the time scale. Your contra- ballistic missile could the cross time that. Sa- the time scale true. contracts as the and world shoot progresses. An eyeball. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it looks really cool. Which I'm really glad. If you that- never progress in technology, your cavemen just get faster. Yeah, <laughs> I guess I've never really tried to just sort of. Oh, they're breeding better. Stagnate my society. I, I, I wonder. I'm sure oh, well, know. actually, no. Isn't there a thing? I haven't played enough. I haven't played a shit ton of Civ, but I feel like I remember. Isn't it like? When someone gets a certain technology, yeah, it makes everybody age, in well, the world like yeah, yeah. yeah. When they get to an ex, the next age, it makes all of your time, cavemen yeah. turn into yeah. musket men or something. And your city yeah. will start to just kind musket of men. reflect musketeers, musketeers. That's a unit, right? I think so. Um, but no, it looks really cool. I'm really glad that they stuck with the style they did rather than. Uh, I mean, it's interesting now because they did Sid Rather Revolution. Than Sid Meier and I'm well, yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> no, but I mean, it's. I'm glad that they seem to be sort of keeping the separation between the Civilization Revolution series, which was really successful that game, uh, and the kind of mainline PC Civilization. Um, and then they're also doing their Civ Network on Facebook. Like they've got these three totally different yeah. like design scopes, which I'm have they, really have pleased they about. Announced absolutely whether Civ Five is a PC exclusive? Yeah. They've said it definitively, yeah. And I mean, it, it would... The stuff they showed would not... I mean, it just wouldn't be a console game. Yeah. Um, it could be a bad console game. That's true. Uh, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm sure it would be pretty big differences, but I could see them doing a separate version of Civ Five on the box that was for consoles, but... Yeah. If no, not, I, not. If they, they, they'll just do Civ Rev 2 if they do that. Yeah. Um, but no, it looks really good. I was... Civilization I was, um, evolutions. I was glad that they decided to stick with the that kind of elegant understated look to Civ. Like I've always, I've always really liked that about the series. It it reminds me of like a, like a wood paneled reading room or something like in someone's nice home. Yeah. Like, I don't know. It's, it's an aesthetic that is, I think really cool. And it makes you feel like a classy gamer. Yeah. It's com. like when you watch it's someone who watched the history channel when it was a real thing <laughs> instead of whatever the fuck weird ass shit they show on that channel. Now they like, have guts on there. Yeah. I think they show like animal cops. Yeah, I meant Nickelodeon guts. <laughs> oh, do they show no, that they on the History Channel? History channel. <laughs> I, no, hope, I hope they do not. Um, but yeah, but no, no, yes, it was, it's, it's very, like it's very the, stately. The National Geographic. Yeah. yes, stately is the is the totally sure. correct yeah. word. Yeah, um, and I, I like that vibe, and I'm glad that that the industry can still make that kind of thing with a budget. Like you still get that out of right. companies like Paradox and and guys like that who make really cool stuff. But um, well, Civ has a. a it is classy more so than even some other games that are. Yeah, like that if, is, you, if you opened up Civ, you, you imagine the inside would look like the interface to Cogs. Right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Those guys just won a bunch of money. Did you see that? No. How did they get it? They this is Cogs is an this is an indie game you can get on yeah. Steam or iPhone. Um, little puzzle thing, and they they entered the uh, like GameSpot or GameStop sponsored 
indie game challenge thing. I forget how much they won, but it was a whole bunch of money. So good for those guys. Sweet. Jake, Jake and I were playing that on Steam recently. Yeah, how is it? It's pretty fun. Yeah, yeah. I've heard some good things about it. <laughs> I think I tried to play it on like my netbook, and it was extremely too much for it's such all a piece of three D. It's the three Dest game. Yeah, yeah. Um, but quickly to, to wrap up Civ Five, I did want to mention that uh, there is a cool thing about the development of the game, which is uh, the guy who's designing it. His name is John Schaefer, and he's like twenty five or twenty six or something. And he has worked at Fraxis for several years now. And when he joined, he was pretty much right out of college. And he was just like a huge fan who was part of the mod community for ages. And he worked on Civ 4. Then I think he was one of the co-lead designers on Beyond the Sword, which was an excellent expansion for Civ 4. And now he gets to actually be total lead designer guy on Civ 5. Oh, cool. So I think that's totally awesome. And that was that's very similar, basically, to the situation uh, that occurred with Soren Johnson, who is the design, the actual lead designer of Civ 4 itself. Yeah. He was the same thing. He was a pretty young guy who... And had, then is he still at Firaxis or did he No, leave? he left for Maxis in, oh, I think, 2007. Right. That's right, yeah. And uh, he's still there. He's working on other strategy stuff there now. But he, he, he was involved in some way. Was he like lead designer on one of the phases of Spore or something? Uh, yes, the Civ phase. Okay, yeah. yeah. Fittingly, that, fittingly. That enough. makes sense. It does. I uh, get it. It all connects. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess Sid Meier is just all about that, like, bringing in these young designers and yeah. giving them a game, which is pretty awesome, I think. Sid yeah. Meier is pretty much the coolest dude. Yeah. Bringing so, in a dude with potential. Yeah. Yeah. It's cool. It's very uh, cool. And so, I'm excited about that. Nick would be even more excited, but he's not here. He is. In spirit? I just, I know. Yeah? You know he's here with us? What What is that? Mean? I know that he's excited. Oh, he's yeah. in his house right now. He's yeah. probably... Clicking through those same six screenshots over and over again. <laughs> yeah, he probably is. No, he's probably playing StarCraft 2. Oh, that's... Yes. He, yeah. He would. Another sweet game. That was a really good seg. I mean, I'm, I'm <laughs> not to toot not my to own horn. Toot your own yeah. seg horn. You can toot it a little bit. <laughs> you can toot it a bit. Scoops. <laughs> scoops tooting his horn. Uh, I call it the Scoops horn. I toot it sometimes, too. <laughs> Ooh, what? Wow. Wait. Yeah. Well... I think we were trying to talk about StarCraft 2, but... Oh, sorry. I thought we were talking about... About... Scoots horn tooting. <laughs> tooting the scoops horn? <laughs> yeah. The old scoops tooting... Scoops tooting horn toot scoop? Uh, uh, no, StarCraft 2 is also a very good video game. Like, it's like it's the year of like classic strategy games returning, I guess, because yeah. uh, those two games and then there's uh, CNC4, which I actually played some of at EA the other oh, day. Oh, did you? Did you uh -huh. beat it? I sadly did not beat it. I beat a few missions. That counts, which, I guess. which wacky B celebrities are in that game? Oh, that's I don't all know. I care about. I have no idea. <laughs> um, Does it open with a dude uh, drinking motor oil on rollerblades? No, it doesn't. That's the sign of a it. True opens with CNC a. It game. opens with a weird. <laughs> what? Like, did that happen? That was the, yeah, the opening cutscene of the original CNC was a crazy montage of, of like the extreme future, and it has a dude like shred on inline skates, and then at the very end, right before the TV changes channels, he starts <laughs> chugging motor oil. What? It's, I don't remember that good. at all. Um, Man, that's awesome. I remember many things about the original Command and Conquer, but not that. Yeah, you should go watch that opening cutscene. All right. <clears throat> um, but anyway, yeah, I um, games StarCraft Two. I got in the beta for that. I've been playing it. It's really, really good. That's another thing, Nick. Is what it, I mean. Jesus. <laughs> Nick is probably more excited than anyone in the goddamn world about yeah. this. Yeah, this is but, this is going to be a very different cast than it would have been <laughs> if Nick hadn't <laughs> moved know. to Maryland. Uh, but I have been playing it, so StarCraft I can too. sort of fill in. Um, I actually, actually, I played a number of games with Nick. We um, we teamed up, did some 2v2. 
won most of them, lost Some a couple tubies. of them. Yeah. Um, but it's a, it's a really good game. The, one of the coolest parts is just the Battle.net interface, which it's heavily, it's heavily locked off in the beta, but even the stuff that's there is, it's very clear. This is one of the biggest reasons this has taken so long because it's, it's a full on like Xbox Live or Steam style thing, but just for this one game right now. Is WoW going to integrate with it at some point? Yes, it will. Yeah. yeah. And then Diablo 3 when that comes out. Um, but it's a, it's and then that wild new crazy original IP yeah, they're working that, on. Who knows? Yeah. In you know, well, when 10 Warcraft years, Adventures we'll comes out, you'll have to unlock it right, through exactly. Battle.net. So. Yeah. Um, but it's really good. It, it always reminds me, and I felt this way playing Dragon Age as well. It's always really nice as someone who plays a lot of games on the PC to play a game that was natively designed for the PC where they can take advantage of the screen space and the cursor and actually put a lot of things on the screen at once. Like it's, it's weird to be playing a multiplayer game with a lobby and go into the lobby and not just have the entire lobby all of a sudden be the screen. Like it's just, you go in there and it's, oh, you've got your little lobby window up there. You can still keep browsing all the other stuff in the main screen. You've got your friends list over here. And it's this whole really nice integrated solution where it's very modular. Everything plugs together. Like Winamp. <laughs> yeah. It's, they basically licensed the Winamp player uh, and plugged some stats, but it's really good. Uh, the beta itself is obviously Starcraft two. I mean, we've talked, mm. we talked about that back in the BlizzCon days in the game unsurprisingly has not changed radically since then. Um, but I have gotten obviously to play it in a lot more depth than I usually did. And it's than I did back then. And it's interesting because the, the changes are not at all really to the mechanics. I mean, there are almost no changed mechanics in this game. It's all, the changes are all in terms of just content. So it's, you know, the, the units, a lot of the units have changed, um, like individual abilities changed, like balance changed, things like that. But the fundamental flow of the game is still the same. Like it's playing StarCraft two basically feels like playing a game of StarCraft. Right. Um, did they, um, did they unlock letting you kill children and innocents since you guys <laughs> last played? Uh, unfortunately, no. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I guess they weren't willing to broach that one in StarCraft. Yeah. But I guess they decided it wasn't worth it to code children into the game to let you kill them. <laughs> <laughs> they probably considered it, but yeah. Yeah. But it's a really fun game. I was leaving a little time there for Nick to voice his opinion. Oh, yeah. <laughs> From home. Just leaving a little time he's, to he's, participate. It's <sighs> like 3,000 miles away, so we might have to wait a while. The speed of sound, you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, thanks, Nick. We couldn't hear him very oh, well. I heard him a little bit right there. Oh, yeah. yeah. So what's up with everyone else? He, he yelled really loud, though. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> um, so, yeah. It's a fun game. I don't know what to say. <laughs> it's... <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I played some games. It's kind of one of those situations where I lose a lot of them, especially because right now in the beta, a lot of the people online are the crazy people who Blizzard has in so they can just absolutely brutally test the the balance and make sure the little tiny, you know, values are tweaked the right way. Um, But they are, you can tell they're starting to let more people in because sometimes I win games. Um, (laughs) And I, I have to say, it's way more stressful for me to win a game than lose a game. Because then you know that your rank has gone up a tiny bit. Yeah, so you'll be right. facing another And I know game. that I'm not going to be able to keep going with that. Like I'm not going to be able to just keep winning them. So whatever high I feel from winning a game, it's like, it's just it's like, oh, it's, yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> there's a lot farther to fall when you're, when you, you know, right. you're on a peak. Um, but I won two games in a row last night, which was, which was amazing. And then I stopped because I didn't want to jinx myself. Yeah. That's probably for the best. It is for the best. Yeah. Yeah. That's but how it was when I would play uh, Street Fighter Four online right. on Xbox Live because, right. like, I would lose a lot, and then yeah. if I won like three, 
in a row, I'd be like, oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, like, uh, you know, like you don't want, yeah, you kind of don't want to keep leap playing. Up and turn off the Xbox. <laughs> yeah. Because <No! laughs> yeah. you know you're not going to win the fourth one. Yeah. You, no, you exactly. I would just quit the program entirely. Yeah. yeah. Uh, th- yeah, and, and, Star- and Street Fighter 4 is a great, uh, comparison because that, I can't think of any other recent game that is more similar to StarCraft 2 in terms of what it represents than Street Fighter 4. I mean, they're basically the exact same thing to their respective genres. Yeah. They're, they're taking game that was, that is sort of the standard for, for its genre. Yeah. And basically just perfecting the hell out of it. It's a cool thing to do. I, I like this kind of thing because it gets to, uh, what's Steve? Jake says he doesn't think it's a good cool no, thing. No, I, I had nothing to say. I was going to talk about how StarCraft added uh, fat spherical man physics, but I decided to <laughs> <laughs> There's oh, another man. point they have in common. There yeah. is that guy in the yellow jumpsuit that's really fat. Yeah, he yeah. was a weird the in Zerg, StarCraft Zerg unit. Yeah. I don't know. That was a strange yeah. decision. He's got like a long ponytail. Big clown man. Yeah. That, that was odd. It's gross. It uh, seemed, I mean, it's, I don't know. Made me want to play it. Yeah. Well, that was their, their outreach to uh, SF4 fans. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what are we talking about? I don't know. But, StarCraft um, 2. Oh, yeah. But no, I I do like that. I, I do like that when that stuff happens because it it does get to something that that games are, you know, in general moving away from, which is the idea of just an actual game, like a you know, well, I mean, in in the traditional sense of the word game, where it's a set of rules where you play against somebody and you're both playing by the same rules, and it's it's this very um, like the idea that because the rule set is is so. Um, dynamic yeah, and because it, it, yep. it is it in itself is so self-contained you don't it, it is enough to stand up right i mean it's it's different than a single player game where the computer plays by different rules than you do so you know we're constantly figuring out new ways to make that more interesting but something like starcraft or street fight or whatever that's like it is the game system that's what it is and so to be able to say this system that we used 12 years ago or whatever is equally valid now but we're going to make it look nicer and we're going to make it play a little better and we're going to make it smoother. To me that's that's a really cool thing to be able to do and still have it be extremely compelling and and uh and totally valid as a, you know, a modern game yes. activity. I think that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. I mean it totally speaks to the uh what am I thinking of kind of the the value that a two player like competitive game yeah. brings to a design, you know? It's just like as long as you have someone to play against and there is a really good, interesting, you know, well-balanced set of core mechanics, it's basically, you know, like a board game, you know, chess or whatever, yeah. which is like, you can play this as many times as you want for as long as you want because it's not expendable. You know, exactly. It's totally right, sustainable. Right, right. It, doesn't, it doesn't rely on sort of surprising you necessarily with... Oh, right. It's not about the content. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think a lot... Of, I think that's even... That's why people play like the same Counter Strike map. Exactly. Yeah, they found like, us yeah. twelve years yeah. now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So Dust is the is the chess of first person shooters. <laughs> yeah, I mean it basically is, I guess. Although. Oh, I thought you were going to say it was for real. Oh man! Although it is, <laughs> I just faked you out there. What do you <laughs> think? Oh, I just, man. oh man! Didn't know what to do. No. Stop playing with my heart, Remom. Yeah. The the total opposite opposite of this, by the way, is uh, Command and Conquer Four, which I, I played recently. How is um, it opposite? It's just the you what they changed everything. <laughs> well, what they do in, in Command and Conquer, and what they have been doing for a while, is every game is pretty much different. Like they they they, I mean, even back when it was just Westwood, those games were changing pretty radically each time. Um, they, I mean, this <laughs> Steve is falling out of his I didn't chair. Fall out of my chair. Well, you started saying that before I said it. So I wasn't pulled over. You were ready to defend I wasn't, yourself. I wasn't going to – you weren't knocking me off of my feet. All right. But, uh, I mean, and, and CNC4 is, is 
The, what are you doing? You're breaking my <laughs> I'm chair. I'm breaking your shit. I'm making a mess. You are making a mess. Good God. So, Chris, you want to talk about CNC? Uh, yeah. Um, it's it's got an interesting uh thing to it. Oh, uh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can't help looking at Steve surveying the state of my increasingly destroyed chair um your chair's totally fine anyway this is like good. a 15 dollar yeah. ikea chair fuck you <laughs> i had this chair in my apartment i in like Texas. this chair it's, really it's a totally fine chair all right that's the chair that comes with the stomping arm in the store i think that shows you how oh yeah it, <laughs> it does yeah, yeah it's a, a pneumatic arm that's pressing on it a thousand times oh i don't think i had that when i bought it oh it was there believe, it, you, believe you me okay <laughs> um so what game are you so playing? What, CNC four. What's yeah. up with CNC four? Uh, CNC four is more in tune with kind of the modern style of RTS, which is kind of the stuff Relic is doing, where it's faster paced games um, and really guided missions, basically. I mean, yeah, although I think StarCraft two is a lot is doing a lot of guided missions as well in the single player, but uh, like the underlying system is is based more around fewer units and a a more class driven thing, more uh, persistent. Uh, systems um did they remove base building base building is still sort of in there uh, not as much as in starcraft or something but the way cnc4 works is at the beginning of the game you choose a class so you can be either uh offense defense or support and so that totally changes the slate of units you have available and the kind of the abilities you have the port the support class has more wacky abilities fewer direct units the defense and offense are obvious um it's interesting. Like it, it, the, the, what they're trying to do, I guess, with it is be friendlier to people who do just go into StarCraft and just get totally reamed every, every time they, you know, load it up and a Korean man enters their base with <laughs> Zerglings. Um, but, uh, Zerglings. Zerglings. Um, it's interesting. I, I, it's, uh, it's definitely a, a unique take. Like I, I probably won't play a lot of multiplayer of CNC4, but I'm definitely curious to play the single player and see how that stuff. Uh, pans out because you can still choose your class in the single player like it doesn't you know after the tutorial stuff it doesn't demand you like you must be defense for this mission like it, it they let you so there's play there a defense campaign or something like that no no there's just a gdi and nod mm. um sweet <clears throat> yeah kane's back again oh and they claim for the last time or uh. the end of the series or whatever all right that's because they decapitate him on camera. <laughs> Jesus. Also, the guy who plays Kane looks exactly the same as he looked in 1995. Yeah. Like, he looks exactly – I was talking to an EA guy, and he said they actually tried to age him. Like, they tried to have a makeup person go in and, like, gray his hair a bit and put wrinkles on him, and it just looked really weird. <laughs> I think so, it's awesome that that guy just doesn't age. It's, I know, it's, yeah. It makes that character so they weird decide, Yeah, the they best. decided yeah. it was better for the character to just leave him naturally vampiric. Yeah. yeah it, makes him, it makes him weird and culty that he yeah. just sort of – Yeah, it makes him – seem like he has some kind of weird gene therapy that yeah. they do in their secret base or right, something. But maybe if they keep making these at some point, that guy will just... You know, some people do that for a while, then all of a sudden just like, boom, yeah, like six the, months later, the, it's like, you're old <laughs> the now. Dick, the Dick Clark thing. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, wow, I guess you're the same... Oh my god! Right, exactly. <laughs> just, oh! Yeah, that would be really enjoyable. Especially if that happened <laughs> mid-shoot. <laughs> it just... <laughs> the next <laughs> mission just... <gasps> his, his, his face just kind of drops three right. inches. <laughs> <laughs> as long as it makes that sound a little <laughs> oh gross was that deflating yeah it's it sound, it sound a like a cartoon leaf yeah. falling to the ground yeah that's his face is a cartoon leaf 
CNC seven is gonna be weird. <laughs> Command and Conquer seven. His face is a cartoon leaf. Kane is back. <laughs> that would that would be the inevitable thing. They would like what is this? CNC four? Yeah. yeah. If they say Kane, if they say this is the last one with Kane, they'd do five without and then Six would be right. Kane is back. Rise of Kane. I mean, they claim this is Good. the well. Rise of uh, the expansion to C and three C three was already called Kane's Wrath, so oh. he was already wrathful. Uh, but they claim this is the end of the whole Tiberium saga, like the whole main Command and Conquer series. They claim it's done. It's a dubious does claim. It, does it actually have a saga? Is, it, is there like an epic storyline to it? I don't I know thought if it's that, epic. I mean, I, don't I know. thought that those guys just fought each other. Well, there's a whole. I mean, Kane has. A, there's a whole thing with. Him at the center of it. I mean, I couldn't tell you about it in detail or anything. But don't they have like buildings that are shaped like a scorpion tail? Yeah, that's their that's their shit. They've that's got their a trademark. Logo this, yeah, yeah. Scorpion logo. Is that what the story's about? <laughs> it's probably about that. This one time, I found a scorpion. That's why I made a building look like it. It was, it was <laughs> fucking sw- sick. It's a chrome scorpion with flames. Uh, yeah, there's that. I don't have too much else to say about it. Yeah. I, I only played it for, but they only it was a short event. I also at the same event I played the uh, the uh, Dragon Age expansion, and you know it. You can't really go in and play an expansion of a huge, massive RPG did and your have head any idea around and about. Then fly off? No, <laughs> although I wish it, I wish it did because then I could have taped it and put it on idle videos, video games. <laughs> Maybe we should take a break. It's a weird episode. Yeah, that's take fine. A break. Video game. Go get your guitar. Oh, see, we're back. <laughs> <laughs> Weird. Chris will be expressing himself musically for this half of the episode. Welcome back from the break. Thanks, Steve. I was talking to our readers. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm sure they're thankful, too. <laughs> yeah. Um, what else has been going on in the world of video games <laughs> for the last week or so? This is terrible. Oh, man. And the War uh, Warhammer 40k Dawn of War 2 expansion comes out this week. I'm stoked. Are you going to play it? I'm going to fucking play the shit out of it. It's going to be awesome. No, actually, I think it might be a couple weeks away. Napoleon Total War comes out next week, though. God, so much strategy this year. Was it you and Nick that were talking on Twitter about Cold War, Total War? Yeah. And and Merrick. And Merrick. Us, and, yeah. Bronze, and BM Bronze Yeah, Ring. sadly, that game would not exist, but it would be sweet. Cold War? Why would that not exist? Total well, Cold Total War. Well, Total War is the opposite of Cold War. I mean, f- factually. Yeah, but Cold War, Total War is a good name. Yeah. I mean, if someone were actually to make a strategy game about the Cold War itself, that would be rad. That, be, that isn't DEF CON? It'd be fucking hard. Yeah. yeah. It's, I mean, DEF CON isn't. DEF CON's a hot war. It's the end of a Def Cold Con War. DEF CON is the end of a Cold War. It's a Cold yeah. War going hot. Yeah, I guess that's true. But the uh, like the actual Cold War where stuff like the the uh, Bay of Pigs and like Cuban Missile Crisis and shit, if that could all happen, that'd be amazing. That'd be a sweet game. Yep. It'd be hard though because everyone would just – I mean – how do you keep players from not just being like, fuck it, shoot the missile? I mean, you'd have to make an extreme, like, disaster condition for that to, to prevent people from just doing it. But anyway, whatever. Um, I wonder if DEF CON is less cool or less intriguing if you were not at all alive during the Cold War. Like, I mean, it's, it's, I think we weren't, like, big big around for the Cold War. Yeah, uh, but we all remember the Berlin yeah. Wall coming down. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, because the thing that is interesting about, about DEF CON is just, the the implied decades of history before the thing that happens when when new game starts right yeah though I mean I think that there's still a aesthetic impact of how clinical it is yeah, mixed sure. with yeah. you know the death counts in the millions appearing whenever you fire a missile I don't think you need a it's, lot of yeah, context it's a for shocking that. thing the first time you see it yeah yeah it's those guys did a bang up job chilling yeah I, have you guys watched the stuff for their new game yet 
subversion? I, saw, I haven't. I saw that they released trailers, but I haven't seen that, it yet. Is that the Procedural City stuff? Yeah. Yeah, all I, all I saw was a video of the Procedural City being built, but did they actually release any video of I the gameplay? I think like today or yesterday. I don't know. I mean, I haven't seen it. But I, I read a thing on, on Rock, Paper, Shotgun where Jim Ross and all this, I think, was uh, describing seeing it, but they still only had the video of the oh, okay. city okay. appearing. Yeah. It sounds really interesting. Yeah, I'm stoked. Like, those are cool. Basically, like... It's from from what I read. It's it sounded like the character that the player controls is like a resource, pretty much. Like you send guys in to sensitive locations to scout it and like set up, you know, surveillance and stuff like that. And if they get caught, it's a resource, and you have to send in another guy, you know, to and find the secret document or whatever you're looking for. It seemed like a an interesting game for sure. Sweet. I think nice. that game's probably coming out in about I don't know five six I'm years. Really like. <laughs> Yeah, those guys probably can't take too long though. I mean, they—they they probably I can't imagine they have stacks of cash just sitting around. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, they take a long time to make their games. Yeah. What were we going to talk about? I already forget. We're going to talk about Bethesda. Oh, yeah, Bethesda. Jake, Jake and I came across the knowledge that Bethesda—they have an official slogan, like a company motto, and the official Bethesda Softworks company slogan is. The more you, the more you play with us, the bigger we get. <laughs> that's a real thing. Yeah. So that's, right. a, that's what we were keeping from you during the pizza break. <laughs> Bethesda Softworks. Yep. Yeah. Softworks. Also, that's true. Oh, Worst. Man. Oh, so it's not like a for penis. Long. Oh shit. Oh what? What? Wait, what? I didn't no, pick that vi- up at all. Video games. Video games. Oh right, I thought they like video like, games. They become more successful if people buy more of their games. Right. Well, if people play with their games more. Yeah. Then they become big. They, yeah. Bigger. Their size increases. Bethesda Hardworks. Oh, man. Now they are. Now that you've played with them a lot. <laughs> what else is on the docket, friends? <laughs> well, Steve, you and I played quite. have been playing quite a lot of Stalker Call of Pripyat. I thought you were about to say you and I have been playing Co-op, and I was We <laughs> have been playing Co-op. No. Uh, <clears throat> I didn't play it. I have played Quaff in the past, but not recently. Nor have I no, played recently. I saw on Steam that you guys were playing Stalker when I was working. Yep. Yeah. Uh, sorry you have to work, and we have to play Stalker Call of Pripyat. <laughs> I heard that it's good. I'm not sorry about that yeah, at all. Yeah, it's actually good. Yeah. Yeah, Chris it's and I both game. had very similar uh, introductions to that game and, like, initial impressions where we started the you know, individually, uh, separately, we, you know, we started the game, and there's kind of a pointless opening cutscene and then you just appear in a field with absolutely yeah. no You're like just in the world which is already yeah. this big open world yeah and so there. there's there's no tutorialization yeah. there's no like reminder of what all the ui is or what any of the buttons right. do or what you're supposed to go or anything so it's a real game it's a real man's a game. Real fucking game and and, I, and we both kind of like ran around in it for like 10 15 minutes when we first loaded it up and we're like oh Right, I guess it's this. I don't really know. All right, and, and we turned it off, and yeah. we, we later described that neither of us really had that much of an intention to keep playing it. But then Chris was over at my place, and I was like, well, the, la- the last game that we had played like together, like, like switched hot off seep? playing. Hot yeah, seep? Yeah. Hot uh, seep? We hot seeped. <laughs> oh, the toot horn or whatever the fuck <laughs> it was. Uh, yeah, the, the, the last game that we hot seeped. uh on the on the PC was uh, Far Cry Two, which is another oh. you know open world shooter game. Yeah. Uh, and so coincidentally, I, I mean, I don't think it was intentional. I, but I think me saying like, "Hey, Chris, we should play 
called Pripyat together was kind of based on the fact that okay, that worked yeah. out pretty well last time we played it. And yeah, so we sat down for like, I don't know, hour or two or more, yeah, uh, like kind of playing the game in shifts and handing the keyboard and mouse back and forth because my computer's hooked up to my TV. We were on my couch and we had a really good time. It was, it was awesome. awesome. It was so fun. Yeah. Just like exploring the world and being like, oh yeah. They're dudes in there. Watch out. You should go yeah. around that way. Just like, you know, kind of collaborating on the really open-ended combat right. and stuff. Uh, it was really interesting. It was it's a It's a, a good game for that because you can – it's a true open-world game. I mean, anyone who's played Stalker knows what a Stalker is, but like, you know, it's a <laughs> – it's Oh, yeah? You just start off and you there's so much stuff to do. I mean, you can it – it's very well suited to two guys just sort of making random decisions off the top of their heads because – you know, you can shoot almost anyone. You can go almost anywhere. You can do a bunch of things, buy all sorts of stuff. I mean, it's it's just a very open game, which is what makes it hard at first. I mean, I would I would say probably there are people listening to this who had the same experience we both individually had, which was to get in. Maybe you hadn't played a stalker game in a while, or have never played one, and the game gives you no incentive to figure anything out. Yeah. Um, if you want to figure out a key, you pretty much have to go into the options and look at it in the list of configuration bindings yeah a bunch um, of icons pop up on screen like little yellow and green icons on the side and you're just right. like what is <laughs> what? that i guess there's radioactivity yeah like you, you i i hope that you figured out that when you get hurt you start bleeding right uh, <laughs> yeah. and that's what the green icon <laughs> with you didn't, a black you'll just slowly die drip in it means yeah, yeah. You, um, Chris on I think on Twitter rec- said that you recommended this above other stalker games. Is that yeah, well, because the the funny thing I is buying would. advice. The, yeah, I would, yeah, for sure. It's you, Steve. Also, yeah, I, it's, it's a I weird... played all the way through Shadow of Chernobyl uh, when it first came out, and I would definitely suggest Call of Pripyat if you were going to play any stalker games at all. Yeah, and, and the reason, well, there are a number of reasons, but one of them, and it's you know unfortunate that this is a, such a big factor in the series, but it's by far the most stable game. I've never, I haven't had a single crash that's true, yeah. or bug playing this game at all, yep. which, you know, again, that, like, crazy it sucks for that that's, like, yeah, it sucks that that's like a big positive that this game doesn't crash, but for this series, it's a big deal. Um, but it also feels like the systems are the most cohesive yeah. in it, you know, it's it a actually, very solid game. It feels sure. balanced, yeah. like you find you don't, stuff. I don't feel like I need to mod it or anything. Yeah, like, I mean, you, there, there's a lot of stuff out in the world to like, you know, loot off of guys and find, but you never feel like, you know, you're totally starved for resources or like you're just totally swimming in it like you know they they use their systems well to balance it like you know you can't just carry around 50 guns that you loot off of guys because you have encumbrance so you can't get it back to the shop to sell it and i don't know it's 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 a it's an interesting like example of a really big really complex really undirected game actually having a good feel to yeah. like the economy in the world and all that kind of stuff. Everything comes together really well. I mean, it's got a lot of systems that you don't need to pay a lot of close attention to. I mean, like all the stuff that does come up on the screen, like I've never once looked at my actual stat for like radiation resistance or whatever. I mean, it's just, you know, sometimes your guy gets hungry, so you eat some food. Sometimes yeah. your guy gets radiation poisoning, so you take the medicine for that. Some, yeah. Like it's, you know, you... I was watching a, a a gameplay video of it, and they were like, they were showing all this stuff. We're like, oh, and you can go into the inventory and look at all your list of stats and this and that. You can, but you don't have to. The game does that stuff transparently enough yeah. that you only need to deal with it the same way your character does, which is, oh, hungry now, time for food. Yeah, it, like and, you, you can play it very reactively on that right, level, which exactly. is which is great. Which is how it should be played, I yeah. feel. And because it's it's like you don't have to monitor stuff. It's just like, oh, my armor appears to be damaged because the icon for it is up. I need to right. handle that 
next time I get a chance, you know, yeah. and it's there's, cool. there's all sorts of other stuff. Like there's a whole faction system <clears throat> that you can get invested in, or you don't have to like, it's kind of one of those things where in my case, the more I play the game, the more I'm paying attention to that. Um, but the game never really cares if you don't, yeah. you know, like it's, it's a very, it's but, a very I mean, yeah, um, the, the resilient game, game in that respect. Like yeah. it's not going to break because you, you don't feel like paying attention to something. Yeah. Like the, the difference between faction stuff is basically who aggros on each other. Right. And so you, if you don't want to pay attention to it, it's basically just, oh, I guess those guys are red on my reticle now right. and they're going to attack me. So I better attack them, you know, but <laughs> you, but you can yeah. try to like, you know, game it so that you're really good friends with yeah, one group. And you can do and, quests for them. And yeah. Stuff. There, there was a hilarious moment where there's a, there's a particular group that is, that just aggros on me every time at this point. And, uh, the game, it has three big open map, open worlds that are kind of sort of connected. Mm -hmm. And, um, <clears throat> Each one has one main kind of base that's as a safe zone. It's the only place in the game where you can't bring out your weapon and you can't, you know, or one of the only places in the game where you won't get attacked and you can't attack guys. But I was in one one time and the whole world, you know, all the NPCs have little cycles they go through where they explore around and they right. kill things and they get killed and they do all their stuff. And a group of this faction was passing by the door. And I guess like even being inside the safe zone their aggro radius on me was big enough that it it triggered as they're walking by and i i was like in this building and i started hearing gunfire and that happens sometimes in this game because yeah. you know maybe a guy will get attacked by a boar outside and you can hear him fighting it off or whatever uh and i and i started to leave and uh and as i opened the door there were three guys like with guns in my face and i'm like oh my god so i ran back in ran back inside the thing as they were shooting at me you know they couldn't come in with guns but they could shoot at me from outside and I just kind of stayed in this building for a while. And I'm like, what the hell? What the hell? Because I, I couldn't bring my gun out to, to get back at them. Yeah. So I eventually um, just went around the back, like went out a back way and like tracked around the building and like got up on a little perch yeah. with a sniper rifle and looked through. And there was this whole band of guys just like camped out in front of the door, <laughs> just like waiting for me to come out. And I and I just took them all out with with sniper headshots from there. Uh, but it was a totally like it was just a crazy moment that only existed because of the weird inter yeah. interactive systems in this game. It was emergent. It was totally emergent. Uh, there was another yeah. amazing moment I had. Oh, yeah. Um, I want to. God, there were so many. This game is just. It's so, yeah. It's like no, I mean that's you know, that's that's the power of you know systems emergent like, mechanics. Game. It's just like a bunch of stuff that's totally unexpected can yeah. happen, and you're amazed by it. And they yeah. they model so many things. Like they model how much noise you're making at any given time. Yeah. Uh, like when you take a footstep. If you're crouching, you make less noise. If you're rustling, moving your stuff with inventory, you make noise. And I didn't actually realize this until very when late. When you're in the moving game. stuff in your inventory, yeah. it makes noise. Yeah. That's hilarious. It's awesome. I, I, um, well, because that's something that's worth noting is that nothing except for the escape menu ever pauses the game. Exactly. So you bring up your full screen inventory or full and screen the game map, still goes. and the game's yeah. still running in the background. So like I've had, I have had situations where I've like had my map open, and I'm looking for a waypoint, and then I just like hear someone walking near me i'm like oh shit and i like yeah. close it you know and you have to like look around it's like your guy was like looking at a little screen not paying attention right. and he hears exactly. something it's awesome yeah. it's super cool and so i actually just today before we recorded i was i had gotten night vision for the first time um oh night vision so good yeah in this Steve, game. you it's got crazy. night vision so much sooner than i did and i was super yeah. jealous so i finally got it and i was stoked and it, it i was just in time because i had to go on this mission into a uh this underground kind of laboratory area and so it was all pitch black because the power was out and uh i've done a lot of those missions without night vision which is super awesome yeah because you can only see guys 
by their the muzzle flash of their gun and stuff like that, which is great. But it's also nice to just have the night vision and just be able to actually see things. Um, so I went down and I'd, I'd been killing a few guys. And I finally got down to this big room in the basement with all this machinery. And I and I had my night vision on and I was kind of slowly cr- crawling the room because my radar showed that there was a guy in there, but I couldn't see him. And I finally saw it wasn't a guy. It was this crazy, huge ass, like mute, hulking mutant sleeping. <laughs> and I, <laughs> and it was on the other side of the room. And I'm like, oh my God, what? And so I crouched down in the corner of this room and I was just sitting there looking at it with, with my binoculars, just staring at it, trying to see if I could get a headshot. It was facing away from me. And so I couldn't get a good headshot to sort of get a, the leg up. Was it, was it the fucking chimera? No, it was inside. Okay. Although the chimera is cool too. I haven't seen it. I've just heard of it. I've heard guys talking about it. Yeah. And, uh, this was, this was a, uh, like a lumpier, big sort of hulking thing. And I was, I was under there, I was looking at it and I was like, God, weird. Should I just attack it? I have no idea how much health this thing has. Like if it's yeah. going to kick my ass or whatever. And, and I, I had my assault rifle and my shotgun equipped. So yeah. I was like, all right, I, I need a sniper rifle for this. So I'm, I went into my inventory and I, and I un, <laughs> unequipped my, my assault rifle and I left my shotgun in there and I put my, my sniper rifle in and I, I heard the game do the little like click, click, click of like moving the weapons around. And right as I did that, the monster was like, <laughs> and it, he was like, he made like a snorting sound as he woke up and his head kind of like looked around and he didn't look at me because you just, had your flashlight off because yeah, i had my flashlight off yeah and he just heard this noise and he started getting up and sort of slowly prowling around this little <laughs> perimeter that's fucking amazing it was the, it was the tensest yeah most crazy fucking moment i'd had in a game in a long time and i still i still was like totally frozen up and i still didn't know what to do yeah so i was still just just like zooming in on this guy I, I, like afraid to sort of like playing chicken basically like i didn't yeah. want to take the first shot and uh, and he started walking around like there was a big machinery thing to the left of us, and he started walking around to the other side of it uh, behind me, and and like and I couldn't tell which way he was going because he he had been patrolling back and forth for a yeah. while, and and eventually like all of a sudden out of nowhere he just lunges at me from my <laughs> left, and I'm like oh my god, so I was just mashing buttons like yeah. trying to get my shotgun out, and my yeah. guy was like eating pills and like bandaging himself and like. Like, oh my God. And I finally like just fought this guy off, off by just unloading like 18 shotgun shells <laughs> into his face. But it was, it was an amazing end because I had spent so long yeah. trying to figure out like the perfect angle to just like one shot this guy in the head. And it ends with me just like yeah. f- flailing my arms, like, like f- frantically shooting my shotgun at every angle. <laughs> it was the whole thing was just incredible. Like yeah. you could not possibly script anything that good ever. I yeah. mean, it was, it was, yeah, I and I had no idea that they could hear noises that yeah. your guns it's made. So, it's like, so good that you swapping out one weapon into your stupid backpack woke up yeah. the monster. Yeah. And the best I mean, part, it, was, it was probably the sound of like the animation of your yes, of the gun what, appearing on was. screen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and uh, but that's hilarious that that actually yeah. propagates sound and, out into the, the world. And the best part about it is and that awesome. he didn't turn to face me. He did. He they actually just, like huh? they animate. Yeah, they animated the little thing of like him snorting and waking up, which is the best detail. I mean, yeah. that's just such a great thing to have in there. Yeah. Um, and you're the only guy in the world that's I know. seen it. And that's yeah. awesome. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. God, it, there's so many cool moments in this game. I mean, game. That, that's the general, that's one of the things that I just generally love about the game is that, that, uh, very like lightly punctuated pacing. Totally. You know, yeah, it's like, completely. I spend, you know, 90% of my time 
wandering around a really desolate wasteland and going back to town and everything and, right. and maybe meeting like, you know, a neutral party of stalkers walking right. down the street or something. And then, you know, you're, you're just kind of creeping around exploring this place quietly for like half an hour. And then you have some extreme fire firefight with like eight guys and two right. of them have like exoskeletons and shit. And it takes like 10 minutes and you just have this incredibly intense yeah. uh, and it totally battle and there's like just like Rainbow gunfire. Style yeah. Tactical shit where you've got to like lean around a corner and take cover and like yeah, and, and the go kind of game that I would never play yeah. normally. And, and go flank guys, you yeah, know, like yeah. you distract them with a grenade and go around yeah. the other side of the building. And then, you know, there's like downtime where hopefully you survived. Otherwise you loaded quick saves a bunch of times and you know, you like kind of regroup and go through their pockets and right. you know yeah. get on your Rightfully way you know through. you don't take too much stuff because if you hit yeah. take all all the time you're gonna have like 80 pistols in your pocket <laughs> yeah. and not be able to walk <laughs> yeah uh but yeah and it has that it has that system shock two thing where you, you know can you, unload the ammo yeah, you, yeah. I, I go into their inventory and that's what i do most of the time is like oh this guy was carrying a shotgun right click unload take the shells, take shells you know yeah. oh. so good yeah hmm. it's it's this amazing thing that it, it is so immersive and it's I mean, something that works about it is like they've chosen a setting and a bunch of things to do that are that video games are really good at supporting. Right, right. You know, it's like relatively em- empty place where, at best, like the people there kind of have a truce with each other. You know, right. it's not like a really social place. It's sort of like guys that are just kind of except for the second area where everyone's just like, hey, there's some fun things to do around here. <laughs> yeah. I'm it, European. It, it does have really bad and <laughs> hilarious both English writing and voice acting. Yeah. Where you just, yeah, you walk into a camp. With, ru- with are, weird Russian accents. Like yeah. Hardcore Russian accents. You, you walk into a camp, people are just like, sup, bro. Sup, bro. <laughs> so good. How do you do? What? <laughs> How do you do, stalker? Yeah. What? Why it's, are you saying this? <laughs> it's really strange. That's so off-putting. Yeah, it's it's really <laughs> odd. Uh, the, all the ambient stuff, like in combat and whatnot, yeah. is in Russian, and I wouldn't. I mean, apparently you can like alter an, an update an any or something to Just go make full Russian. Yeah, to make it. everything be Russian or no but. Russian. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Um, but really, I, I actually really kind of like the weird patchwork between English and Russian. I mean, even though the English voice acting is goofy as hell, like yeah. I like the the weird notion that everything in this game is just cobbled together. Or not in this game, yeah. but in this world, yeah. is just kind of like some people are speaking this language, right, some people are like speaking that language. Weird like, cultural mishmash. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it, it it implies a different setting where English is sort of the common language. A bunch of a, right. a, you know, among a bunch of expatriates or, right, that right. have been. Uh, gather into this Come place, whereas in fact they're all yeah. just supposed to be Russian, <laughs> right? Right. But but to uh, me, I like the no, result, I mean, yeah. even though it's weird. Yeah. There, there was also another one. I'm sorry to just keep telling moments, but it's like Jake is pissed one, off. I promise. Jake is fucking Fuck. angry. Um, he hates it when you talk on this podcast. <laughs> you must hate it a lot. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. Why isn't this Jake's podcast? Tell us about the video games you played, Jake. So, Chris, how was that emergent stalker story? <laughs> uh, this one is actually the least emergent of them all, uh, but it was just it was, it was really the opening cool. cutscene. There are, um, there was, I was doing a, this mission at one point, just some random thing. And occasionally you do missions in sort of a squad, like you'll meet a guy and they'll go do a mission with you. Um, and, uh, so I had done this, I don't actually, it was a place we explored. So you remember that warehouse we explored with the invisible guys in it? Yeah. Yeah. I ended up going back. It sounds pretty rad. When I, yeah. <laughs> in fact, it is. <laughs> when I did well, it. I mean, I, that, that was a, like, sorry, the, the, the invisible guys are actually pretty interesting in yeah, a lot of ways. Like the only thing, right the only thing that's not 
invisible about them when they go invisible is their eyes. Yeah, uh, it's hardcore. And, and so, if it's uh, in the dark, especially. Well, I so so what I did is there was a guy that one of these guys appeared, and it was like at you know at it wasn't at night, but it was like kind of at dusk. Yeah, yeah. yeah and uh, I had a flashlight and night vision, and I intentionally turned my flashlight off but turned on night vision so right. that like his eyes wouldn't get lost in my flashlight beam, right, right. you know, but I could see them floating around better with night vision and I owned him that way. Nice. Like that kind of stuff never is done really that. interesting. Cool. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, uh, you were fighting invisible guys in yeah. a warehouse. And well, and when I did it, I was with a guy and I went through and we did this whole thing and, uh, yeah. and I'm like, all right, another AI fighting an invisible guy. That'd be interesting yeah. to see. Yeah. I wonder if they just like, it was really helpful because he would call stuff out and like, I would respond. Yeah. Um, but if we did this thing and I'm like, all right, cool dude. And we, whatever we were done. And I would see that guy occasionally like around and I'd be like, Hey, what's up, bro? And he would be like, sup, bro. <laughs> and, uh, and anyway, so I believe it. Th- at one point, and then I did this other quest line where you, there's this, uh, you know, and this is a little bit of a spoiler, but it's so vague that, you know, whatever. Um, as you find out early on in the game, like, someone's been killing stalkers. And uh, and I found this guy, and one of the people he killed was my buddy. Oh, shit. And, and I was so bummed, because most of the NPCs in this game are totally disposable. Yeah. But when you do a, a mission with a guy, it's like, oh, man, I actually got tangible, like, benefit out of our relationship. And yeah. like, this was cool. And, like, I hung out with that guy. Yeah. Uh, he saved my ass. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, oh, cool. And I was so pissed at this guy for killing this dude. And like, after you, I like exposed him and I was like, ah, you son of a bitch. And he, and he's, uh, he knows there's like no way out of this. So he like, all of a sudden he like brings out his pistol and points it at his head. And right before he takes his shot, I'm like, Oh my God. And I like slammed my two to draw my pistol and shot him in the head right (laughs) before he could pull his trigger. And it was the, like the most satisfying, like, amazing thing oh that's uh, that's badass it was ama- it was incredible like that's extreme it was totally unexpected i had no idea it was coming and yeah like the just like quickly whipping it out and getting a shot off before he was yeah. able to do it himself was one of the absolute most triumphant <laughs> i had in this game <laughs> god so it was good. cool yeah god damn it it's yeah. a good game it is it was that that moment specifically was like very affecting it was like a very like hard-hitting cool thing that, yeah it, it's like an actual scene in a movie but not one that anybody made up. Yeah. It just happened. That's badass. I mean, obviously that him one, doing the, made up him doing the most, suicide yeah. thing was right. like, but I would know, imagine scripted. most people just, but like your reaction happens, to yeah. it, you know, like what the game allowed me to do that. Whereas, most well, and, games, it, and it actually motivated you through that's like, true. you yes. know, there was a consequence based on an NPC that yeah. you would, you know, like that's really interesting. That's cool. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, talking. get, get through the, get through the, Beginning. Get through the part where you don't know what you're doing, yeah, uh, which will be the, the case for everyone, probably. And dig into it, and yeah. uh, it's fucking sweet. Yeah, it's a good game. Cool. PC cool, gaming. Cool, PC game. Video game. <laughs> Are we wrapping this up? Should we take a break and then read some mail from a reader? We could talk a little bit about Resident Evil 5 DLC. Oh, yeah. You guys played that. I don't know. I there's didn't... not too much for me to say, but... Yeah, there's not a huge amount to say. Steve, you have some things to say? Well, I mean, I, like... Yeah, so, uh, interesting phenomenon, uh, that I, I was reading. Okay, so Resident Evil 5 came out last year, um, and it's been out for a long time now, right? Like almost a year now, yeah, I think. Yeah, say a year. Um, and Ish. they're releasing their first, like, single player DLC for it, um, just now. It's a little uh, self contained mission. Right. And, uh, so, I mean, just the fact that it's coming out that long after the original game is kind of weird um but i was reading about it online and it was getting like really good uh reviews like Eurogamer gave it like a nine out of ten and so i was like you know 
And I, I, I played part, I played pretty far through Resident Evil 5 and I wasn't super into it, but like from the reviews, it talked about how it was like more, uh, about exploration and, you know, like atmosphere and there were actually like puzzles and stuff you had to figure out and it was really good. So I was like, all right. Um, and, and yeah, uh, the, the thing about it is that it takes place in a mansion that's basically like the Resident Evil 1 mansion you know and technically and it, a different mansion technically but very much yeah. similar uh and it's like chris and jill valentine from i don't know three years before resident evil 5 or whatever and it's just like a very differently paced experience uh especially at the beginning than resident evil 5 is like the, the base game is like for the whole first part of or the even four i mean it's pretty different yeah yeah i mean the the whole first part of the dlc uh a makes a lot of very overt references to resident evil one like it's very much it, it feels like you know a, a dude that they hired was a huge <laughs> like resident a evil huge one fan, fan and was like okay i want to do a dlc where you go back to the mansion you know and and, like jill picks a lock yeah yeah because they so that they have all these references and stuff but also well that's kind of cool since they're doing it with all the mechanics of four and five yeah yeah it know. is like i mean the that doesn't bother me at all no no, no i think it's really good it wasn't that it bothered no, i think it's so. great you hate it that was fun i liked it more than i than resident evil five yeah, but I mean, for the whole first part, uh, which is like the mansion-y mansion part, the upstairs part, there's literally no enemies whatsoever. Um, I approve of that entirely. Yeah, yeah so I mean, good. you you play for like, you know, I mean, just, just consider that you play probably half an hour, 45 minutes of Resident Evil 5 and there's no enemies on screen. And it's still really interesting because you go around and, you you know, it has... It's a whole untying knot of you have to figure out how to unlock this door and then you get the puzzle, you know, right. a piece of the puzzle and get back and all that kind of stuff. It's really cool. Um, then you go down into a lower part and it's more dungeony and they're mm -hmm. like, you know, scary monsters that chase you around and stuff. With little co-op puzzles stuff. Yeah. Um, which I also enjoyed. Yeah, that was um, fun. I enjoyed that. And then and something then stupid happens. The worst fucking thing happens. <laughs> then that goddamn Wesker guy shows up. I still don't know Wesker. who the hell. I mean, you know, admittedly, I'm not like super Resident Evil aficionado. Like, I don't follow the whole story. But he has slick back hair and sunglasses. This guy was That's douchey looking guy who everyone freaks out whenever they show him in a trailer. And, and he all, apparently at some point he developed the powers of the Matrix. Yeah, he just gets to appear in different places. For whatever reason. He just teleports around and shit. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah. And you get you, to fight him in the stupidest boss battle ever. Yeah. So, you do you do a bunch of interesting puzzle solving and, you know, kind of boss, you know, like not boss battle, but, you know, part part of the stuff before that is there are these big, powerful bosses, uh, enemies that are wandering <laughs> around. Bosses. I would say they're miniature bosses. Yeah. But they a take. Miniaturized boss. Yeah. But in, in a really contrived and hilarious way, they take away all of your weapons and equipment and stuff. So you have to kill these mini bosses using the environment. And it's like interesting to actually put the pieces together and figure it out and time it and all that kind of shit. And then, yeah, the end is just a. Wesker. Yeah. Wesker <laughs> appears and there's like an extended QTE kung oh fu battle. Awful. Uh, that sounds awful. And so bad. Yeah, we, it was we, like a weird combination of like mechanics and QTE stuff because you sort of would shoot him sometimes, but you would be in the right position to do a QTE at the right time. And, and then, then there'd be a little cutscene, and he would like teleport right up to you, just, and oh. yeah. Uh, it took we, us so we, long to we, figure out even what to do. Yeah, and we then died even when like we knew what times. to do, we died another fifteen times because yeah. it's just not tuned very well. But I mean, so in any case, the the DLC uh, up till then it was fun. Yeah, and and the DLC is five bucks and yeah. uh, does a lot of really interesting things that 
are kind of intentionally the stuff that Resident Evil 4 and even more so Resident Evil 5 kind of ditched, you right, know? Right, for um, sure, yeah. And yeah, so there was nothing, like the whole totally first section, there out. wasn't even really anything in 4 like that, at least not for that length of time that I remember. The, yeah. Puzzle assembly Yeah, stuff. just being in a mansion and going around and finding yeah. things and unlocking Find, things. Yeah, finding, finding a crest and, yeah. you know, passwords like, and That stuff was in RE4, but it was all, you know, split up by, like, enemies and stuff. Yeah. Which was fine. That was a great game. Yeah. But, this was different and it was cool. Oh yeah, one of my way. favorite I mean this is a spoiler for anybody that plays it, but if you if you play it either co-op or finish it once and then start again, you you can play as Jill. And oh, I didn't uh know that. What? I didn't know that. Oh yeah. But if you're playing as Jill, there's this puzzle where uh she has to play the piano oh, to yeah. open a secret door <laughs> and you actually have to do That's a QTE funny. uh to play what Beethoven's Sonata number 14. The Moonlight Sonata, yeah. yeah, the Moonlight Sonata. Uh, and so, like, the, A, it's funny that apparently they gave Jill the uh, character trait of she can play yeah, the piano Chris and Chris can't. can't. Yeah. Uh, and so she goes up to the piano and, like, starts playing, you know, the first notes of it. And you have to, like, hit A and X, like, in a rhythm so that she won't fuck up and, like, finishes the song. That is the one of the best things that a QTE good, could yeah. do. Yeah. Uh, Especially I'm, I'm in that not context, a QTE fan, you know. but that was a excellent. That was a totally acceptable, valid yeah. use of QTEs. Really, it just kind of, it was just funny. It yeah. was just like really, I liked it a lot. So me too. Anyway, if you have Resident Evil Five sitting around, or if you don't like me, that was that was something that worked with fucking marketing world. Is uh, they recently made Resident Evil Five available for on demand through Xbox Live for like thirty bucks, and I didn't have a copy of Resident Evil Five. I had borrowed your copy. <laughs> so you you paid thirty five dollars. I paid thirty five dollars. <laughs> yeah, to pay to play the five dollar DLC. Yeah, because they made that Op- a viable yeah. option, and I was like, uh, yeah, and you know. Uh, that really worked out for them. Yeah, <laughs> good, good they work. are a fan of getting your thirty-five dollars. Yeah. And now, congrats, you own RE five. Exactly. Yeah. I could I could play through the rest of the chapters because I still have the save game from when I borrowed your game. I yeah. probably will now that I just have it. But they're also doing like a second half of this DLC that's coming oh, out okay. next month. It's um, all QTE it's just Wesker. The whole thing. I, yeah. I gotta I gotta hope <laughs> Wesker's I, revenge. As yeah. long as it's as long as this one right half an hour Wesker. long Wesker QTE <laughs> oh fight. God. Ours was half an hour long at least. Yeah, Jesus. that's actually Wrath, true. Wrath of Wesker. Yeah. It's Wath of Wesker. Wath of Wesker. Devious Durlock. Sorry, what I was talking that, about Wrath Unleashed. Because oh, you were talking about Wrath Unleashed. Oh, Wrath Unleashed. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the trailer that has a number of Wesker different lords. Unleashed. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that was a fun thing. Yeah, it was fun. Chris and I apparently did more playing of video games together in the last week than we ever have in the past. Yes, yeah, I think that's true. You guys are best buds. Best video game buds. That's true. Jake didn't play a video game. I didn't. Although, you're going to play a video game. Oh, do I have to talk about this? With developers of video games. I mean, you don't have to, but it was kind of fun. Oh, I thought you were, I thought you were talking about Bioshock 2 when you said I was going to play a video oh, game. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, Jake tried to play that and was foiled by Live's yeah, sign-in oh, system. But anyway. That was terrible. Um, you are also you also play Team Fortress Two all the time. And I'm really bad at it on it Steam, Steam constantly. <laughs> yeah, are you, are you play really? Us? But you're on your team. You're on your developer's official team. Right? I know. Yeah. So there's What's a your guy t- that you play as? As a demo man. Oh, you play as a demo man. I like yeah. that guy. Huh? He's, like he's that. a good man. He throws grenades. He's in the a face. good man. And throw. <laughs> he's a good man. That demo man and throw. <laughs> demo man will apparently check your balls for fertility. <laughs> <laughs> I guess he will. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, uh, some people at Telltale, we've been playing a lot of TF, just 
because it's a fun game. More like TF2. It's we were oh we were playing uh, QWTF. Nice. Uh, you know, I mean, it's a game you can just play at lunch quickly, and it's good. But enough of us are playing now that we ended up entering against a bunch of other game studios. So maybe next time we cast, I'll tell you about how we lost to Bio Blizzard. Bio Bio Blizzia is later, but for now it's it's Volbine. I think is the team. Vol- so Volition and Turbine. Yeah. Well, uh, why does Telltale really Games have enough people to feel the whole team? That's my favorite but thing. Blizzard, Electronic Arts. Uh, Bioware. Bioware, Turbine, and Volition—they have to like team up in these little cabals <laughs> but they, against this, Telltale Games. Against, Telltale Games versus the world. Yeah, it's this like this small adventure game company is going to show up uh, <laughs> all with like the one one side of the of the scoreboard is going to be this group with matching tags, uh, and the other is the ragtag. And then yeah, so so you're they're already the underdog, so you're already at the disadvantage because they're already the ragtag group of scrappy. Like freedom fighters. That's true. They've got heart, and we're the soulless corporate yeah. juggernaut going up against. Yeah, they also yeah. have like the best from each studio combined into one mega team. Yeah, that's, that's what it is. It's the, people, it's the people who are enthusiastic enough about playing Team Fortress and who play on the inter studio server often enough that they just are going to destroy a team of twelve adventure game developers. <laughs> don't honestly play that many games yeah it's by me existing i mean um, you, yeah you you don't you don't think of developers of point and click adventure games as being like super competitive right. fps we're gonna change all your face <laughs> like no so yeah no, we decided not to but it is it is enjoyable to me that we need to get the, the gas for the chainsaw the, first. one of the teams oh, is <laughs> it's in the shed but the shed is locked fuck uh oh the key is in the drain yeah oh, we were talking about that about cliffy b just bust down the door <laughs> Yeah, we were Punches talking about that, face. about just making the most obnoxious sprays in the entire world, because there's going to be t- 12 potential sprays from you all the You should make a cat, cat hair, must, whatever the hell right. it was. Right, everyone... Honey on the cat hair makes a mustache. sprays Bosley costumes, or whatever that guy's name is. Bos- Bogsworth, oh, Frank, yeah, yeah. Frank no Mustacheman. No one knows. But yeah, I enjoy that one of the teams is a combination of people from Blizzard and people from uh, Bioware. It's weird. Yeah. That's all. Blyoware. Yeah. Blizzle. Bio Blizz. Blizzleware. So, um, we're definitely going to just get fucking owned. Uh, Are you sure? You guys have unity on your side. You guys actually all play together. Yeah, you've got team cohesiveness. Yeah, those guys Yeah, we also met. have suckiness. So. Oh, that's not... Why would you chose that attribute? Oh, I don't know. It was, it was a crap roll. Yeah. Well, it lets you put more points into other attributes oh. like making like, adventure like games. friendship and togetherness. <laughs> yeah. Like making adventure games. <laughs> well, it's not helpful with Team Fortress. Oh, yeah, well, yeah. It's because oh. you're concentrating on things other than Team Fortress oh, okay. 2. I see. It's the second one. Want to take a break? Do some reader mail? Yeah. All right. Did I ever tell you? I told you guys about how I loaded up my original uh, Space Quest collection from before Space Quest 6 came out mm-hmm. uh, on my laptop when I was in Texas, and they had, like, behind-the-scenes uh, oh, nice. videos on it that, like... Some Sierra employees. I I saw those back in the day. Yeah, so, some yeah. Sierra employees pretended to be like investigative reporters, like visiting the Sierra offices. Yeah, it's it's the it's most so painful good. thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's horrific. All like those- they get, they go and talk to like two of like to the uh, the two guys from Andromeda, and they say something totally random. Uh, and it's you know how having a laugh track makes most things less funny. Mm-hmm. This thing really could have used a laugh track. 
<laughs> that reminds me a lot of did, like did you see the one that Lucasfilm games made right when they were yeah, moving out was, of the ranch? That was, oh, no. that was the most awkward video. It's on YouTube somewhere. It's it's just an old internal Lucas video from some like they made for some company meeting where they they it claims to be like the, the crazy like eighties flipping through the channels. Oh, uh, I got goods you. On, so it's, yeah, yeah. That's, it, had, that's it, has like, like, it has like the fake Devry ad. And, that's the most you know, hilarious like lame ass like idea for an intro to a yeah to 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 a segment like i remember kids when i was like in middle school and high school in like the you know school tv station thing like that was how half of everything started it seems exactly. like yeah because no, totally. <laughs> like exactly the first idea so do you think that was like lucas's idea or? i'm pretty sure that he wrote and directed that segment about uh, the games division leaving the ranch for their new building hmm all right, well, I got a whole bunch of emails marked. Let's read them. Yeah. Because we're right. back and we have been through this whole conversation. All right. That's that's just good radio. Fact. We're back. And here's some reader mail. Games. 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 I like this mail. Patrick Carter writes, So after completing Batman Arkham Asylum recently, which I entered with high expectations, I was disappointed. My question is, are there any games which have been well-received and you can tell are good, but you personally didn't click with? Patrick Carter, Patters from the Forum. Yeah, I mean, I would say that happens a fair amount with me. Well, I mean, it's kind of a question of what he means by "and you can tell are good." Well, I Mario mean, sixty four. Yeah, that's that's definitely an example for me. Like, I totally understand. Like, Biggest example of me ever. Yeah, like God of War is another one for me. Mm. Like, I can totally understand why so many people like the game, like what is good about it and what's well made about it. But I just get it; just it bores me very quickly, so I can't play very much of it. I yeah, mean, I mean, I guess that's kind of how it is for me with a lot of the kind of stuff we were talking about at the beginning of this podcast, like Civ or most Blizzard games. You know, it's just sort of like I can tell that they did a good job at making a game for someone who isn't me, right. uh, and you know, that's fine. It, it, I guess it mostly comes down to yeah, taste in kind of genres or just the the overall tenor of the stuff that you do in a game. You right. know, you could make an awesome incredibly awesome turn-based world war one game and maybe i could look at it and tell it would be a good one of those but i don't think i'd play it yeah it's just not the same without nick because he would be <laughs> psyched on the turn-based world war one games yeah yeah as would chris i don't play as many of those do you do you play you, you don't really play any of the turn-based like war games at all not really. I mean, Civ isn't really a war game. No, I, well, that's yeah. I mean, it's like, the other that's like stuff. A civilization. Yeah. yeah, more like Iron Hearts or something like that. Hearts of Iron. Or Hearts yeah, of Iron. No, I mean, like I, Iron I, Hearts. Yeah, I have played some of that stuff, but I've never really gotten into it in a big yeah. way. It's uh, that stuff is super hardcore. Yeah, I think Nick's played some of that stuff, but I think even even Nick doesn't get super into it's that. Not it's basically anything that we aren't into. I'm just gonna say that Nick would love it now. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Nick loves heavy rain. <laughs> That's true. He does. I think it's his favorite game. I think it's his goatee. Heavy Rain is your goatee. <laughs> it's like it's like a reveal. That's a surprise. Heavy Rain was my goatee all along. <laughs> it's the twist. It's the twist in the M Night. That's a weird M. fucking Night. twist. I know. <laughs> you never saw it coming. No, I definitely didn't. I never cared that that was the twist. Sotos writes, "Hey guys. Hey." I'm pretty glad you guys are back, but the last few months were agonizing without anything to listen to. Anyway, I was listening to the latest episode at the train station when you read the email about the reader whose daughter associates the cast with the horse bag. <laughs> uh, 
The podcast had me sniggering, but this brought me over the edge and I lost my shit. Unfortunately, there was a weird guy standing on the platform as well, and he thought I was laughing at him. I tried to calm him down, but words were exchanged, and we got into a bit of a scrap and a fist fight, and I have a few bruises and a stupid story to tell. Thanks, Thumbs. Sodos. <laughs> oh, Jesus, man. really? So, those people Calling on the Idle Thumbs forums were saying we need to stop talking about old old references to to the, you know, they were right, because... Because that happens. Because now Cause dudes, dudes are going to get, get their beat up if we yeah. keep talking about horse bags and stuff like that. <laughs> so a guy, oh, a guy actually got attacked. Guy t- took a fucking punch for, I for guess. a horse Jesus. bag. His love for thumbs. Man, I mean that's something that that's something that is pretty frequently noted. Is like, thanks guys. I was on the bus and I was cracking <laughs> up, and the old lady across from me gave me a weird look. Yeah. Right. Uh, apparently, sometimes it's dangerous. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> that's good. Yeah. Maybe this will happen more often. Yeah, please Our, write in. We could just change the dream thing to uh, <laughs> times where I got my ass kicked because yeah. of Idle Thumbs. Uh, I hope there's enough nice. to do it every week. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, purely out of interest. Uh-huh. Uh, Randall Thile writes, Greetings, Thumbs. I was wondering if any of you have played an early 90s PC game called Buzz Aldrin's Race into Space. It's a simulation-type game where you control the American or Soviet space programs from 1955 to 1977. The goal is to beat the other superpowers to a man, or the other superpower to a manned lunar landing. I found about this game recently and downloaded the freeware version, which is available at raceintospace.org. Uh, it's well-made and really addicting, but also goddamn impossible. I played a Soviet game on the easiest difficulty. I swear I did everything right. No fatalities, few breakdowns, steady research and progress. But the savants at NASA, who killed dozens of astronauts and failed every milestone, still managed to soar past me in the late 60s and landed Survivor on the Moon in 1972. Bullshit. Yet I kept playing. If you haven't checked this game out, I highly recommend it. Thanks for reading my email, Randall File. I, <laughs> if the Russian campaign lets you launch dogs and monkeys into space, I'll play this game. Oh, man. You know what's funny about this game? I've actually game? heard of this game yeah, before. Yeah, me too. Actually, I've heard positive things about it before. People love it. Oh, really? I, I never heard anything about it. I, the, all I knew about this game was that it was advertised in every issue of like the Sierra newsletter that they packaged with oh, all really? their games. Like Sierra and LucasArts huh. both used to publish little like catalog newsletter like things. Yeah, little magazines. the LucasArts one was sweet. It was way better. Yeah, the adventure. Um, but the I was really into space at the time. <laughs> At, that, at the time, after. you were into space. That, that I had one a lot point of in your life, I was. I had a lot you're of. You're into space. You're yeah, notorious but for being. A but lover I don't of- actually know things. Like at the time, I actually read about like quasars and like you know physics and stuff. Like I actually was genuinely into space. Instead you know of that just, you love like, the moon. Space still. is sweet. Yeah, but I don't know anything about it. Um, I'm <laughs> other, much stupider. Other than a, a, I'm much stupider now. Like I you than know. you were when you were nine. <laughs> yeah, or however old. Yeah, sucks. You're stupid um, about the moon now. Yeah. You were moon smart before. I was moon smarter. <laughs> uh, but no, I totally remember seeing ads for this game all the time. Yeah. Buzz Aldrin's Race Into Space. And I really wanted it. And for some reason, I just never like went out. Why and, Race Into Space when you can fly an X-Wing? Yeah. Well, I, yeah That's yeah. a fair question. Buzz, <laughs> Aldrin, Buzz Aldrin's uh, X-Wing versus <laughs> TIE Fighter. Chuck Yeager's X-Wing. Into Space. <laughs> Um, but These yeah, Soviet X-wings fucking. Suck. Well, yeah, you can control the Soviets or the Galactic Empire. Mm. It's an unbalanced. That's it's a it's an alternate history thing. That does sound like a horrible nerdy Where like. The Soviets launch a monkey into space like, that dies, and the Empire shows up in the Death Star yeah. and blows up Earth. Yeah. It's kind of shit. <laughs> I read about that in the Sierra newsletter for some reason. <laughs> oh man, weird. Do they make that game, or do they just it document was, the? It event? was a rare crossover event. Oh, okay, yeah, that's cool. What am I saying? Sorry. <laughs> But no, now that I know that you can play this game for free on the internet, I should do you can that. Live out your I'll childhood dream. My, yeah, yeah. <laughs> my long dead dream of playing 
Buzz Aldrin's race into space. Not of actually going into space or anything, but of playing the video I've game. I've always wanted this Buzz- to go into space. No, to play Buzz Aldrin's race into space from Sierra Online, from online systems. The online systems. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, cool. I'm glad you'll be able to fulfill your dreams. I know. All my hopes and dreams will this come This is through. your video game dream, Chris. We've been for, Oh, man, I can write into us. For months, we've been reading other people's dreams, and now, finally, <laughs> this is yours. And it's also when you're going to get punched in the face by Buzz oh, Aldrin. Oh, man. Buzz Aldrin got me punched in the face by him. <laughs> <laughs> that is one of my favorite videos ever, by the way. Is Buzz, Buzz Aldrin, Aldrin punching, punching a guy? Yeah. Well, that's because he'll be confused because you'll tell him, wait, so is this the actual moon landing? <laughs> Did you guys just film someone playing Buzz Aldrin's race into space? <laughs> he'll fucking punch you because he'll think you were laughing at him when you were laughing at a horse bag. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Buzz Aldrin thought someone was laughing at him not really landing on the moon, but it was just horse bag. <laughs> it was just a wee horse riding peripheral that may or may not exist. God, I forgot that's even what it was. All right. Uh, Dear the Idle Thumbs podcast, writes Hello. Craig nice. Ostrom. Good work. I dreamt I'm proud I was of a you. wizard last night. Oh. oh man. I was proud of that guy for about six words. Oh, man. Because he said the Idle Thumbs podcast. So, right until he said last night, you were fine with I. Oh, you mean including the. Yeah. yeah. So, basically, Dear the Idle Thumbs podcast, I dreamt was what you were yeah. psyched about. Um, it was one of those video game, dream, video game dreams where I was in the game and everything looked real, but I also felt my hands on the keyboard and mouse controlling myself. I was in hey, a big... I had one of those. Oh, yeah? It was that I had that about the, the creature. What? They could talk. You remember? Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Um, I was in a big battle royale with five or six other people. I was fighting two of them who turned out to be my best friends from elementary school. I opened up a diplomacy window with one promising to buy him drinks for a week in exchange for an alliance. My other friend was a massive warrior with a huge battle axe, but I kited him around the room using Cone of Cold. Yes, the Dragon Age Cone graphic appeared on the floor when I aimed it, and Winter's Grasp. I played a mage in Dragon Age, and all the keybinds were the same in my dream. Unlike in Dragon Age, I was able to jump really high and teleport, which was sweet. Just as I got my friend's health bar to zero, I woke up. Anyway, I like the new video games. Okay. It's like you guys have been doing it for a long time. That's like true, too. Since October 11, 2008, or maybe the 10th. Looking forward to future episodes, Craig. Did he say that part? Yes. He had the date in there? Yeah. All right. Sweet. Well, <laughs> congratulations on having a dream about Cone of Cold. Yeah. It was the coldest cone. I'm glad that you could defeat your friend's hit points. Well, one of them, he, he, he diplomacy. Well, he diplomacied one by yeah. buying him drinks. The other one, he hit pointed. Until he woke up. Yeah. yeah. I, but here's the fucking crazy thing. He got woken up by a phone call from his other friend that said that friend was dead in <laughs> real life. Uh, and then he looked at his hand and, and there was a was coat like, of cold coming out of it. What? And then just before he left, the friend was like, so when are you going to buy me that drink? Ah. <laughs> uh. Well, and that guy that all zoomed out, and the gatefold to a Dragon Age box closed, <laughs> and it said "Dragon Age, rated M for mature." <laughs> that game's fucked up. That's the new DLC, I think. Actually, oh nice! Oh my uh, god, the DLC is called Awakening. <laughs> no! Uh, yeah. okay. So, what's the next reader mail? Uh, Jeff Muller writes. EA presents. Idle Thumbs Dreams Part 2. Oh, it's EA Presence. It's the, gifts oh, oh, that EA okay. will be giving to oh, gamers. Oh, 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 EA Presence, Idle Thumbs Dreams Part 2, The Reckoning. 
hey, the Idle Thumbs podcast. I like that that's what everyone says now, I guess. That's good. They're um, getting it right. Attention yeah. people who keep calling us Idle Thumbs. We are absolutely not associated with Idle Thumbs. <laughs> we're not uh, even we're, associated. We are the Idle Thumbs podcast. You can get to us at idlethumbs.net um, <laughs> where there's the Idle Thumbs blog and episodes of Idle Thumbs. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, hey, the Idle Thumbs podcast. I had another dream you might like. In it, I was with Chris, Jake, and Nick. Sorry, Steve. And we were on it's a totally oh, cool. I actually don't want to be in dude's dreams. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to be the man of, of his dreams? I'm fine without it. Okay. Uh, and we were on a mini pirate ship at the beach. <laughs> a mini pirate ship. <laughs> Wait, shit. Not, now I do want to be in that dream. It's not a, I like that it's not a small, just like a small ship. It's a mini. Does Which, that mean that it's sort of too small for us like to. Goofy. Yeah. Yeah. Little sort of, or he just is being polite and not wanting to say that we were all in a barrel together. (laughs) (laughs) Skull and crossbones painted on the side. Yeah, Um, We were racing other ships, except it was like the race was turn-based. Eventually, Nick decided to leave and join a different crew like the traitor he is. After the race race was over, Nick went up to whoever was in charge of the race and told him something, which resulted in him coming out and yelling that the three of us were disqualified. What? Nick, you son of a this bitch. This is a weird dream this guy had. It makes, makes me uncomfortable. Then we all yelled variations of fuck you, Nick. That's the best I can remember. <laughs> Jeff. Wow. Man, what? What? I don't know about that. That guy felt very abandoned and yeah. betrayed by <laughs> Nick. He also felt like he was the third extra person on this podcast. Wait, this email's from Steve Gaynor. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, it isn't. Mark it's Miltenberg fine. writes, you guys killed my technology. Hey, Chris, Video Games and Steve. Uh, with the advent of your return, I was thrilled. I was awake mm. and watching Twitter when you tweeted that your podcast was up and I immediately downloaded it. Tweets. Unfortunately, it was almost 1 a.m. and I had to go to work the next morning, so I went to sleep before listening. I figured I'd listen to you guys as soon as I got to work and I was super excited. I turned off my laptop and left for work and 20 minutes later, I attempted to start my laptop up. The display didn't work. My current theory is that the blaze of glory that accompanied your arrival reverberated through the circuits and destroyed my laptop. My friend also has a problem we feel you cause, and that is computer's sound got killed and his computer froze entirely when he tried to listen to your podcast. Um, oh, is that the viruses that you guys yeah, put in the... Yeah, we, we put a worm. Yeah. There was a pod worm in there. We, we've, really licen- we've licensed it to Ubisoft for their upcoming DRM solution. Yeah. <laughs> so, Jeez. when your screen sort of starts glitching out and a laughing skull shows up on it, <laughs> and then someone says, baboo. <laughs> Man, Jake, do you remember like five years ago, you and I wanted to make an adventure game that was that just consisted of like a room? It was you in, in a, a shitty apartment or something, by, yeah. trapped by yourself. Right, in like a, in an apartment and like... We were going to put just a bunch of objects that couldn't interact with each other. Yeah, and a bunch you could of puzzles always, you could always get like solved. two steps into a puzzle solution right. before just realizing that there was nothing else to do. And then three minutes in, it would just make a really loud noise and a huge face would cover the screen. <laughs> yes. Why did we ever make that? That would have been funny. I don't know. I actually, I have a pencil sketch still uh, of of the room. <laughs> oh, man. So. Nice. You just spoiled it. You could have, you could have made it. You still can. Hey, guys. Just forget everything they just yeah, said. That was, was just a don't joke. Don't listen to that part. Because that game is so gold that it has to be made and played unspoiled. Yeah. Um, I forgot that it was supposed to end with a face showing up on screen. I don't yeah. remember that. <laughs> that was the best part. That was the whole point. It would force you to like pay attention to like really get intense oh, about right. like I trying think, to figure out these puzzles. And yeah. then it would be like that. It, yeah. it, was, it was a horrible internet thing. I think it was yeah. originally just yeah. supposed to say, 
you're actually stuck and your life is terrible. <laughs> but then, then we decided instead it was to, more funny to, to make that. it to make it a horrible bullshit internet thing. But yeah. acquire interactivity it's and the, investment. It's, first. The, yeah. it's the adventure game version of one of those YouTube like top videos. ten cutest kittens or whatever. Yeah. yeah, and then a weird zombie man pops up on screen. I think there is one at this point where you have to solve a maze and then uh, a yeah, yeah. thing shows up. Yeah. So, I mean, even that's been around years and then. Lame maze. I don't like things that scare me on the internet. Like stuff like that. Honestly, it's obnoxious to me because every once in a while. I mean, it's, yeah, but, it's but, not but, supposed to be happy time for you. It's yeah. funny for the guy who made it. Yeah. But it's also just like, oh man, what if there's, I, I'm not sure what this video is. What if it ends with a sudden <laughs> guy <laughs> jumping up and <laughs> screaming? That would suck. Yeah, now uh, you, it's, it's always you can't watch videos yeah. anymore. I, I do watch video time. wants permission to use your webcam. <laughs> It's, I'm surprised actually that that hasn't happened yet. It was just, so, what, just well, I mean, because flash flash stuff at this point can just yeah. access webcam drivers. Yeah. So just ask that innocuously. People will say, "Yeah, sure," because people are stupid, and then <laughs> it will just capture and send back to their server a video of you being just ruined. hanging out. <laughs> right, <laughs> but then, 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 no, that's, then the game scares the shit out of you, and that's when it starts. Oh, with yourself? Oh, no. I see what you mean. I mean, to get your reaction, it records your reaction. In your pants. Yeah, the game just turns the camera on like two seconds before. The guy who keeps before. his webcam pointed at his butt is super screwed because <laughs> right. now they have footage of poo well, coming yeah, that's, out. That, that's, it would be the worst because you would end up getting videos sent back that are of the chat roulette style of just a dude Yeah, what is chat it. roulette? All of a sudden, I'm just And then suddenly screaming. No! Oh, that is the video that should never be seen. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> that's horrible. Uh, <clears throat> well, that's idle thumbs. See you guys later. Thanks oh. for listening to. Oh, sorry, that's the siren that means we're not done yet. <laughs> oh, it, it just means that if you would like to write in to idle thumbs, oh right, <clears throat> if you'd like to write into the idle thumbs podcast, you can write into questions at idlethumbs.net, and we will read them or or not. Correct. We read the good ones. And even those Chris skims through half of it. Yeah. Well, on the air. It's what polite. Can you do? Questions at idlethumbs.net. Or you can call you can call our phone number. Oh yeah, we haven't checked that answering machine in We a do long have a time. phone number that we forgot about for months. And yeah. It's five five wizard on. Yeah. We gotta figure out a new thing that, that spells so that we don't have to save wizard. Five five wizard no. Well, well yeah. <laughs> still it's, say it's, wizard, I guess. <laughs> Sorry. So yeah, pick up your phone and call five five wizard on. You can, you know, have fun with that. We've had less success with that. Yeah, yeah, but you know, maybe yours will be good. We're still talking. Why are we still talking? <laughs> All right, bye. <laughs> My eye hurts. The worst podcast. Video game. Idle Thumbs is recorded live at Schizo Chimp Productions. Civilization five. Five. Yeah, Civilization six sided tiles. Nice. <laughs> I enjoyed that. Yeah, me too. Lame. I can be I can get behind being obsessed with TurboGrafx 16 way more than Sonic the Hedgehog, frankly. You're weird. <laughs> Don't call me weird. You're a normal guy. Thank you. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Sim 5 fucking pizza guys. Video games. <laughs> That's a cast. It's a, it's a pod blast. It's a pod shit. We just shit this out and yeah. put it on the internet. Yeah. Hope you like it, dickheads. <laughs>